1 John chapter 4. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not uh, know God, uh, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Come on. Anybody know God is love? That's right. This is how God showed his love uh, among us, that he sent his one and only son that, uh, into the world that we might live through him. And this is, this is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us first. And he sent his only son atoning as a sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. I just want to skip to verse 19. It says, we love because he first loved us. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today's word. I thank you for this community of faith. God, would you, would you speak to us today? Would we hear your voice, Holy Spirit? You know exactly what people are going through. You know exactly what season they are in. And I thank you that you could speak to us no matter what season. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. And amen and amen. You know, some context about this, uh, this letter. You know, John writes this. If you don't know who John is, John is one of the disciples. He is one of the per- people that wrote an account of the Gospels. We have four Gospels. He wrote the Gospel of John, and, and then he writes this letter. Uh, but maybe you're asking, Omar, why, why are we listening to what he has to say? You know, what, what's so funny about John is his reputation. And it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, some people get a good reputation or, you know, people say good things about you, and sometimes people say bad things about you. But what's, so, what's cool about John is he literally has a reputation that is found in John 13, 23, where it says, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Come on, don't you want that title? I bet you all the disciples were like, bro, what the, what the heck, bro? I've been here too. I love you too. We got bad mouth Peter and doubting Thomas. John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. So I believe John has something to tell us when it comes to our relationship with God and, and our affection toward him and also his affection toward us. But uh, before I get into it, I want to ask this question. Um, anybody heard of Enneagrams? Enneagrams, all the millennials raised their hand. All the nines raised their hand because they're just going with the flow. All the eights were like, who's this guy on stage, man? Like, before we had Enneagram, we actually had another thing, and it was called the five love languages. Okay, all my... I don't want to let you know your generation because then you're... Uh, but Gary Chapman wrote a book uh, called The Five Love Languages. And, and here's the premise. I'll give you the spark notes. I'll give you the movie version of the book. You know, people say, like, I'd rather read the book than watch the movie. Are you kidding me? Like, what are we even talking about? Watch the movie, get it in, be done. Uh, but there are five love languages. And he says, essentially, we communicate love and we also feel love communicated toward us as we identify with these five love languages. And if you've never heard of this, I would, I would say write it down. It's important to know your love language or maybe your spouse's love language. So first off, we have quality time. Quality time. This is, you get to define this part. Like, you get to define, like, yes, I'm a quality times person. Maybe, maybe you're married here and Netflix and chill is your quality time. You're married and Netflix and chill is your quality time. Or you're like, no, babe, I need a steak night dinner and a movie and a show on the strip. That might be quality time. That's quality time. Number two is gifts. We've got any gifts people in the house. This is, and, and, and one way to know that you are, you know, you would identify, you naturally do this. You're like, I naturally get gifts for people. Um, and I thought I was this, and maybe I was when I was younger, but now I, I judge the gifts I get too harsh. Somebody told me, then you're not a gifts guy, bro. <laughs> you should just appreciate when somebody gives you a gift. I'm like, okay, I'm fixed. Uh, number three is physical touch. 
All the guys said amen. <laughs> All the guys said amen. Just touch on the thigh, and you're like, she's the one. I want you to let you know in church, we do side hugs. But if you're, if you're a touch person, you're probably like, she's the one. <laughs> Number four is words of affirmation. You need to be told, I love you. The, all the ladies at 1 a.m. like, do you love me, really? <laughs> Babe, go to sleep. This is Amanda's love language. She's a words person. Uh, and then number five, I believe I've grown into this, and it is acts of service. Acts of service. I, I became a man, and I was like, I need a clean home. I need some laundry done. <laughs> but this honestly will help you in relationships, whether it's a friendship, you know, maybe it's your kids. But we communicate love the way, you know, we've been designed. And so really a true sense of love and, and, and love in its truest form is when, when you know how a person receives love and you love them with that. You know, uh, I've been married for almost nine years now. And, um, hey, bro, shout out to my wife. She read the Bible in the first 30 days of January. She gets the biggest mansion in heaven. Got off of Instagram. I'm like, I am... Why am I preaching? <laughs> you know, but me and Amanda have been, been married for like nine years, and uh, it's so funny is, you know, we're trying to get better and improve in our marriage, but, you know, Amanda, <laughs> we're just trying to, fit, you know, we're, we're always trying to like outdo one another in our love, you know, and, but because we love naturally, Amanda's the best at writing notes. She's a words person. I opened up my underwear sock drawer the other day. And there goes a note. I'm like, oh, my gosh, so sweet. Open up the note. Just a random Saturday. Just, oh, babe, I just love you. Appreciate all you're doing for us. I'm like, man, that's cool. On to, on to the next day. And, you know, when we were, we were actually dating, I would actually go out into the city and find, you know, rare Jordans for my new girlfriend and new wife. And I would, here, babe, here's these Jordans. And she's like, Cool. Amanda comes home. I'm like, oh, yeah, babe, by, by the way, thanks for that note. That was so sweet. It's like, you could text me, too. You could text me, thank you. <laughs> but it's so easy to love the way we want to love. And I find, our way, I find this out that we try to do this with God. You know, 1 Corinthians 13.4 says this, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It, does, it is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Hello, somebody. Are you trying to love God the way you want to love God? We don't get to define love. God is, in fact, love. Can I, can I tell you that the world doesn't get to define love? A bumper sticker that says love is love doesn't get to define love. I'm here to tell you today that God is love. Love isn't God. God in and of himself is love. Amen. And so since God is love, he gets to define it. He gets to choose how we ought to love him. And I want to encourage you today with this reality that love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. You did not fall in love. You chose your way to love this person. And we don't fall out of love. Hey, man, I just fell out of love. Man, it just kind of faded. No, you chose to not love. Love is a choice. And so in the same way, God has a way he receives love and and, and it doesn't insist on its own way. So, Omar, how do I, how, how do I love God? I believe a better question than that, than that is, how does God best receive my love for him? And so, and Sean, and, and uh, Sean, John, Sean, John, John gives us insight 
on three ways that we could actually know God's receiving our love for him. And so if you're taking notes, we encourage you to take notes or if you're following along. Number one, we love God by knowing God. We love God by knowing God. Whoever does not love does not know God. And you, you, don't, you don't have to just know about God, that you can actually know God for yourself. Did you know that? You can like know the God of the universe. You can know the God that loves you. And it's so important that we know who God is. Rather than you guessing if he's mad at you or guessing if, if, if he's even in there or, or with me, you don't have to wonder. You can actually know. You can know God for yourself. You can know his goodness for yourself, his character for yourself. And he is a good, good God who does good things. And it's so important that you know that for yourself. I pray our, our church would really grow in their, their knowledge of God and they become students of God's word. And, and what, would, what would open heaven look like? If, if we know how God is to operate, you know, I believe that in order for God to bless our land, in order for God to bless all that we do, we must know him. You're actively loving God when you are learning about him. You know, uh, you know, yeah, Omar, 100%. I got you, bro. I come to church. You know, I, I pray. Cool. You know, I send my thoughts when there's a natural disaster. You know, I send my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we come here. It's good energy, good vibe. But I got, I got my stones at home giving me my energy and vibe. The universe. You know, the universe, man. Oh, man. Be careful. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that word with the C, man. Because if you say it, the universe is going to hear you and like, oh, did I hear, did I hear this? Did I hear cancer? Here, here you go. We, we've come up with this weird idea of God. And I want to I set it straight that you can know God for yourself. Amen. Get into this old book so that you don't become new aged. Amen. Walmart, why do I need, why do I need to know him? Like, you know, Pastor Jabin's been bringing the word. You, you seem like you know the Bible. I could just get it all from you guys. It's cool. Yes, exactly, Miss Connie. No. Here's why we need to know him. John chapter 14. If you love me, you will obey my commands. I will ask the Father and he will give you a helper with uh, whom you'll be with forever. That helper is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because he doesn't, they don't see him or know him. You know him because he lives with you and he'll be in you. Can I tell you this? God spells love, O-B-E-Y. You need to know God so you can know his voice so that you can obey his command. You don't have to wonder about God. You can know the voice of God for yourself. And I want to ask you, are you, are, are you, have you been intentional this year? Have you, have you set aside time? I'm, I'm going to invest into this relationship. I'm going to invest into knowing who God is. I've never come into a meeting. I've never, I've never taken time in a morning and read my Bible and, and, and regretted it. God's always been, has always met me when I've put aside time to meet with him. Amen. I want to encourage you with this idea, and maybe it's not all that encouraging. I'm, sometimes I find myself, maybe I'm a little bit harsh. But if you limit God to a Sunday, you limit God. Omar, how can, whoa, whoa, God is unlimited one, almighty, powerful. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. I'm, your, 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 uh, your lack of knowing God does not is not limiting God in of his power, but he's, you're limiting him to move into your life. So we don't just limit God to a Sunday. 
we, 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 we lean into God. We, we learn about God. And, and so I really want to make this practical. What do I do? You know, what do I do to like actively learn and know about God? I, you know, every morning, Proverbs of the day. There are 31 Proverbs. I look at my calendar. I'm like, yo, it's the 30th of January. I go to the 30th Proverb and I read it. And if you're just getting started, I want to encourage you to start in the book of John. This is in the New Testament. And you could also just do one chapter a day in, in that too. And it's a great place to start. And I would beg to say that if you do that this week, come see me next week and say, hey, Omar, I've been doing this. What do I do next? How do I go to the next level? Come see me and I will help you. Amen. Um, can I see my phone real quick? I know we've always been talking about phones and stuff. But here's what's crazy about this device, man. You know, this, this is a crazy reality. I heard this, you know, from a, from a professor in California. And, uh, um, and she was saying how, you know, 2020, all churches went online. And then they were like, you know, the world was watching. What is the church going to do? And I mean, I'm, I'm actually so, I was so grateful to see all churches like literally try their best and, and go for it and try to reach people on their phones and devices. And if you learn about, you know, social media and all these things, you would know that you're, you know, everything is fighting for your attention. And here's the crazy thing about our phones is, I don't believe the church was fighting for your attention while we went online. And maybe you're watching this online. You know what? The, the church was competing with the device. Because this, this, this professor would say this, that, that, that the very device that you would actually sin with is now the very device God's trying to speak to you through. And so now we have churches and we have literally the same, the same device you're, you're, you're playing worship music on is the same device that you're sliding through that girl's DMs at work and... But what's crazy about this phone is rather than it be a device to sin, it could be a sanctuary. It could literally make a room a worship center and that you can use this for good. Amen. I pray that this year you would grow in your love for God and and you wouldn't just fall in love with God, but you will not be able to help but love God because you know him. Amen. Amen. Number two. Number two, we love God by loving people. We love God by loving people. Luke 10, 27 he says, he answered, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, and love your neighbor as yourself. In the same breath, in the same breath, not a period, and then let me start this new idea. In the same breath, he is saying, love, love, love me and love your neighbor. You cannot separate your love for God and your love for people. They, they're inseparable. When you love people, you are loving God. And, 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 I, and there's this like, you know, this whole thing where all I need is Jesus. Just give me Jesus and I'm good. No, friend. You don't just need Jesus. You need Jesus and whatever he told you you needed. And we need the community of God. We need to be in relationship. We need to go deep with people. Amen. Literally, Pastor Javen probably started this sermon like point number three of last week. You know, like, you're Titus. You're, you're the one God's sending. So, and what's crazy about this letter that we, re- that we read is that John is writing to a group of people who proved their lack of love for people by withdrawing from the community. And, uh, and, and it's really because they believe that if I can get some more deeper spiritual truth, if I can grow, go deeper in my no- just my knowledge of God, then I actually can go to a higher level. Sounds like a religion. <laughs> Sounds like... Something out there. I don't want to call out other people. You know. 
But I believe there's two kinds of people in this room that make up 100%, 50-50. I'm smart. Uh, when things are going good, you're leaned into community. When things are going good, you're, you're here. When things are going bad, the other group, you're here. Oh, man, I'm worried. I'm going, I need to go to church. Both are awesome. But the, the unfortunate reality is when we're, not, when we're not doing so good, we retreat. The other group, when, when things are actually going good, I don't need God. Things are going good. And we can't live in that predicament. We're all to be in the house of God. We don't retreat from relationship. We lean into relationship. Can I do a, a plug real quick? Small groups just launched. This is why you need to lean into a group. Go into awkwardness. That's what it actually takes. It takes commitment. It takes understanding. And it takes awkwardness. Dude, Omar, you are so cool, man. How, how do I become as cool as you? That's, I literally get these questions. It's crazy. Okay, Omar, chill. <laughs> Can I tell you, for real talk, though, I am a product of a million awkward moments. I just know I, I just got to put myself out there. I'm an introvert. Omar, you're an introvert? Heck yeah. And I'm out here, like, on the stage, like, dee, 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 dee. Literally, last week, I saw a baby, you know, a new couple with a baby. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's, he's so cute, like, hair to the throne, man. She's awesome. She's, like, a week old. I'm like, she's awesome. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Oh, man, awkwardness. But, but, but God uses awkwardness. And I, I, a lot of us need to lean into it a little bit because, because it's uncomfortable. John 13, 35 it says, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I've loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Not if you quote scripture. Not if you pray a lot. They will know you are my disciples when they see the love you have for one another. Our revelation for God's love for us is manifested in our love for others. The level of your revelation of God's love for you is the level you get to experience that with other people. And so here's what's unfortunate, though, that the lie from the enemy is this, that you can love all except one. You can love all people groups except one people group. You can, you can, love, you can love your church family, but your home family, that's the lie from the enemy, friend. Who is that person? Like, literally, who is your one? Make it right. Is it that person? Is that coworker? Is it, is it some, some, a little bit of unforgiveness, unsettledness? I want to encourage you to make it right. And in that form, you are actually loving God by making it right. Amen? John does a great job at explaining this, this, this reality that it's, it's, it's either or. You know, what's crazy about this letter, 1 John, is like, it's a, it's a very contrasted letter because he's like, you're either a child of God or you're not. You're either living in the light or you're living in the darkness. You're either dead or, you, or you're alive. And it's because of this, this group of people who thought they can literally uh, add to it an additional knowledge in, in, in exchange for community. And so John uses this letter to test the current spirit. And what I love about it is he's not testing uh, the actions more or less. He's testing position. Where are you today? Can you be confident in, in your love for God because of your confidence in your love for people? So we got to lean in. 
You know, I, I got saved in uh, 2011, and it took, it took three years to get to a place where I felt like, like God called me into the ministry, and, you know, I had this supernatural prayer. I was reading uh, the Bible, and and in Matthew chapter 9, there's a story of the, you know, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And uh, right before he does that, though, it, it says this and specifically. It says, Jesus looked out into the crowd, and then, he, and then compassion filled his heart. And I, I took, I, I, rem, I literally remember this. I, I took a moment, I said, God, give me the compassion for the crowd. I don't want to, I don't need to know your story to love you. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't need to know everything that you're going through to love you, that I can love people right where they are, just like Jesus did. And God would honor that. And you know what this tells me? This tells me this, that if Jesus had compassion for the crowd, this tells me this, that compassion has no preference. Compassion has no preference. Amen. And when you see, when I did some, a little bit of deeper study on this word compassion, I begin to find the, the original Greek meaning of this word, and I'll try to attempt to say it. It's spelankamizomai, spelankamizomai. That's Omar. That's why we give you the, the, the guy, the microphone, because you do this stuff. <laughs> but what I love about this is that this, the first part of this word means internal organs, internal organs. So spelankamizomai literally means, compassion literally means to feel it so strongly, it affects you physically and causes you to move. So Jesus is like, yo, what we got? We got two fish, we, or we got, we got five loaves, because it moves us into it. And I want to encourage you that people won't know they matter to God until they matter to you. Until they know they matter to you. Amen. <laughs> Quick story. A couple weeks ago, one of the moms uh, in, in, at church called me, uh, and, and she's a mom. I don't know. She's like one of the moms. Like, like, like we're <laughs> d- dividing you guys up into sections. <laughs> Um, anyway, a woman in our church, a woman of God. There you go. And she's like, hey, Omar, you know, I have this old distant friend. Doesn't really, they don't go to church. I don't even believe they b- believe in God. But, but they know that I do. And, you know, they're really going through it because my friend's mom's in the hospital. But her son, her son, uh, you know, Wyatt is taking it really bad. He's in high school. And uh, could you call him? Could you call him? And she's like, I don't know. The, I don't know why it is, bro. Like, you want me to call your, your, your friend that, that, that doesn't go here? It's her son. You know what? Yes, I will call him. Give me his number. I go, I go on to then call this, this kid named Wyatt, and he answers the phone. I'm like, hey, man, uh, my name's Omar. <laughs> uh, I'm a pastor. I, don't, you know, I know we never met, but hey, let me know. What, what, are, you, what are you going? Hey, man, like, honestly, thanks for calling. Like, I'm just, it's just heavy, man. You're a, high school, you're a sophomore in high school. He's like, I can't focus on school. I can't focus on sports. And honestly, it's the, the weight of my grandma is, is taking a toll on me. All right, man, we're going we're gonna to pray. And, you know, I like to pray the Bible because I believe the Bible is, is, is God's word and, and, and it's his truth. And so I go on to pray and I take a moment to tell him that, like, hey, I want to let you know, Wyatt, that, that this isn't God being mad at you. Rather... How crazy it that this random dude that you've never met before is calling your cell phone, calling you to encourage you and pray after you. I'm here to tell you, Wyatt, that God loves you and he has a plan for your life and he wants to encourage you. Say Titus. Number three, as the keys came up. That's what's up, dude. Let's go, Zach. We got this. Okay. 
Number three, we love God by loving him second. <gasps> oh, it got quiet. That's how you know you got a good, you know, third point. First John 4, 19, we love God because he first loved us. We are to love God in response. We can't beat God to love. He beat us to the game, friend. This isn't a performance-based love. This isn't a, a love that you can to earn it. You can't earn his love for you. He beat you already. Oh, I mean, I went to the prayer nights, man. I, I, I did the fast. Kinda, I kind of slipped one night. It was like a homies thing, so we turned up a little bit. But <laughs> Can I tell you why you're tired? Can I tell you why you're worn out? It's because you're trying to outdo the love of God. Be careful, Christian. When your love for God becomes about your love for God. We are to respond in love. Everything we do, I want to encourage you, everything you do in this walk is, it should be in a response to what God's already done. Amen. Your prayer, your living, your, your giving, it's in response. You know, and I, as I begin to think about how me and Amanda, like, try to figure each other out in regards to how we ought to love each other and what have you, I like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, hey, Omar, I've done it all. The five love languages, done. I beat you. And so I begin to, like, truly write down the things Words of affirmation. He's the, in the beginning was the word, and the word dwelt among us and became flesh. You know, if you're a quality time person, I'm here to tell you that Jesus spent three and a half years with 12 men. And then Matthew 28 says, Lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Are you a gifts person? Did you know that he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says it's the seal? What's a gift without a seal? Hey, come on, somebody physical touch are you kidding me healing the blind cleansing the leper he physically was beat physically was buried and physically rose again come on and my personal favorite acts of service he says he's going and preparing many rooms he's setting up a table in the presence of my enemies romans 5 8 but god demonstrates his love for us now while we were yet sinners come on christ came and died for us amen You can't beat God to the game of love. Are you grateful for the love of God today? Amen. Amen. I'm grateful that God would say that. That before you do anything, I beat you. If you set up a one-on-one three-point contest with Steph Curry, you lost. You lost. Amen. Why don't you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for the word. God, I thank you that you beat us to the game of love, that you are in and of itself love. And I just pray, God, that we would, we would take this word and we would grow deeper and know you more. We would know who you are. We don't have to figure or wonder about who you are or your character or what you're doing. But God, we can know that we know. And God, I just pray for anyone who would be unright right now with anybody. Would we lean in, God? I pray that we would lean into awkwardness and we would lean into relationship. And God, through it, you would honor us. But I thank you first and foremost that you love your people and you love us before we can love you. In Jesus' name.